Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for joining us for Management Decisions on LocalJobNetwork.com radio. In this podcast, we look to successful businesses and individuals to give us their perspectives and strategies, possibly helping to guide you along in your ventures. Today, we're getting some details on Lexion Capital, a unique wealth management firm out of New York. And to learn more about the company's philosophy and distinctive makeup, we have CEO and founding partner L. Kaplan on the phone. L, thanks for joining us on LJN Radio. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, for those listening who may not know about your organization, could you just give us a quick overview of what Lexion Capital does and what your mission is? Sure. So Lexion Capital, we speak about this on our website, which is we're a wealth management firm. We're 100% women owned and we're set up very differently than most of the wealth management firms that people are familiar with in that we're fiduciaries. Fiduciary is basically a fancy word for we must act in the client's best interest. Mm -hmm. So most of Wall Street operates as, you can think about it as pharmaceutical sales reps versus doctors. Okay. They're selling products via, you know, self-branded mutual funds or funds that might be investment banking clients of the firm or give things called 12B1 fees, which are hidden commissions. When you're fiduciary, you can't take commissions. You have no self-branded anything. You're more like the doctor versus the drug rep where you are just tasked to do what's in the best interest of the client. That should not be radical. And unfortunately it is. So we set ourselves up as, as we would hope one day all of Wall Street would operate. Now, you did mention the idea, uh, and I thought was interesting, that Lexion is 100% women-owned and run. Why, why is that important? Why was that an important aspect for you? So we're 100% women-owned. We're not 100% women-run. Really? We employ anyone who's talented. Okay. And was there a reason, though, that that was at least the impetus at the beginning? Because I have seen it on some of your documentation that you guys have. So it's interesting because a lot of people will, um, you're in great company with this, they'll merge the two things. So we're 100% women owned, which is unusual for a Wall Street firm, but we're not 100% women run and we never have been. Hmm. We've always employed the very best talent, regardless of gender. Okay. Now, one of the items that uh, was expressed underneath the emphasis of women being a part of this, a big part of this, is that possibly in a lot of areas, whether it be CEOs or ownership or on Wall Street itself, that women are underrepresented. Do you still see that as being an issue? Do you see that as being an area of improvement? How do you view that aspect? I would um, ask you to point out any any major bank that has a woman in the C-suite, anywhere in the (laughs) C-suite. I leave it up to you, the expert. I mean, why, why is that happening, do you, do you believe? I don't think anything new is happening. There never has been a woman in the C-suite of any major bank. Because, uh, as I mentioned, with your company being having that emphasis with women and obviously, as you mentioned, also having the best talent, do you see any particular reasons why that is occurring or do you see any ways to help improve that? I think there are probably so many reasons that would go into why it has happened traditionally. Okay. And you'd probably be better off talking to a sociologist or someone who studies this for a living. I'm just a Wall Street expert. So... I focus on investing and I knew that the best opportunities for me to behave in a, in a way that I wanted to behave was just to start my own firm. Okay. And that was not due to gender. It was due to ethics. So I really wanted to work at a place that was a fiduciary and none of the major banks are set up that way. They're set up as brokerage firms. 
I think it does help give us a little bit of insight into uh, possibly what maybe what people think would see as being a, a partial solution and you kind of taking the bull by the horns. You mentioned the ethics side of things. Another area that was pointed out um, within your organization is the idea of transparency. What does that mean to you? And I guess, why is that important with your organization? I think transparency is incredibly important when it comes to people's wealth. The only person who should be in control of every piece of, of their wealth management puzzle is is the client. The more someone can see what's happening and understand, the better they can feel, they can sleep easier at night. And I also think it serves as another prevention from any, you know, of the sort of wild west monkey business that unfortunately is really pervasive in the asset management world. Sure. So most folks don't know to ask about things like 12B1 fees or a bond QSIP to check for a markup. But if things were done in a really transparent way, maybe they wouldn't need that technical knowledge to ask questions that, frankly, they'll they'll never know enough to ask. So by setting things up in a really transparent way, it, it lets the clients know and see, okay, you know, everything being done here is as I would hope that it's being done. So it's just another thing we do to hopefully give our clients a, a great sense of who we are, how we're operating, and, and ideally help them rest easier at night. Sure. So when you're looking to bring individuals into work for your organization, is there a way you're able to ensure that they have the same sort of values and ideas? I mean, is there, is there any sort of general scenario you present them with or a way that you make sure that they're of that same idea and same character, as opposed to maybe some of the, the monkey business, as you put it, uh, on Wall Street? Our hiring process, and I would encourage anyone who's listening who's interested in working for Alexia to check out our website where we have a jobs listing on one of the tabs because we find a lot of our best talent are folks that just come to us because they've read about the firm. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a very intricate hiring process where you know there's a resume review and then what we do is we give each employee a test and that test speaks to their personality type, what motivates them, and how they work best. So we've gotten some of our metrics from behavioral consultants and experts who've guided us in this process. So that way we make sure that everyone who comes in is not only a cultural fit, but really, you know, we want to set all of our employees up for success. If, if someone's going to start here, it's in our best interest and theirs to make sure, you know, that they're really well suited for their job and sure. that they're going to have an amazing time. So we take hiring very, very seriously. I spend a portion of my day, even as CEO running the firm, every single day interviewing. That was actually the, the first thing I did this morning. My first meeting of the day today was interviewing. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, this was an individual who had read about the firm and very much attached the mission. And so he reached out, sent us a resume and a nice note, took a test, did an initial interview, did another interview and is now meeting with me. So it's, you know, it's a nuanced process and it depends on obviously the role we're hiring for. But most people who end up really liking Lexion believe very much in what we're trying to do. Now, a couple of times you've mentioned, of course, the, the uniqueness of your organization and, and being a fiduciary as well. For those listening, I guess, what would you pitch as an argument for this being the, the best way to go about handling wealth management and Wall Street as opposed to sort of the status quo or what other people might see as a, I don't know, maybe a more glamorous or traditional way of handling things? What would be your pitch to doing it the way that your organization does it? I don't think that there really needs to be much of a pitch. You would name a major bank and then you could Google 
scandal or lawsuit, <laughs> and you'd have pages filled up. I think after uh, the most recent bubble bursting, no one has any uh, misconceptions about how Wall Street's compensated and some of the, the crazy risks that's gotten taken just this morning. So in today's paper, we're reading about major banks hiding money from the IRS and you know certain European funds and massive layoffs from banks that took a huge amount in terms of the bailouts. So we don't think anyone really likes the the current structure, which is that the wealth management industry makes money by selling product, regardless of how that individual does. Right. That individual might have, frankly, no recourse. I don't think anyone really views that as glamorous, or certainly no one that, that I know does. Mm-hmm. So creating a model where people must act as fiduciaries, it's very standard for the wealthiest families in this country to get this level of care. If everyone had you know, 10 million and higher, they would really only deal with firms that dealt with them as fiduciaries. So it's really unfortunate that we've taken, frankly, most Americans and given them really lousy options, mm-hmm. which is part of why I think Lexion's been a huge success. We're incredibly rare at the minimums that we're offering, but we wouldn't be rare if we were offering our services to, again, some of the wealthiest families or to pensions. So this becomes more common with a lot more money. The idea of acting in a client's best interest, to me, it's crazy that this is a radical concept. (laughs) Sure. Well, Elle, we do appreciate the time you spent with us. And I just wanted to give you the uh, final opportunity here just for our listeners to give them any last bits of advice or any information that you would want to share regarding your organization or really anywhere you want to go with it. But just a, a final takeaway for our listeners that you'd like to offer up. Sure. So again, our website is Lexion Capital, L-E-X-I-O-N, and then capital, C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. And we, we really encourage anyone to reach out, whether you're interested in becoming a client or working for us. You know, we're, we're very much a, a firm that I think really is hoping to change all of Wall Street. We hope what we're doing right now becomes standard by the time I retire. I hope that everyone operates in a fiduciary fashion and I hope women aren't so rare on the street and that, you know, what we're doing now becomes really commonplace. But unfortunately, right now, fiduciary firms are rarities. And so, you know, places like you want to interview us because we are so unique. So uh, we just really hope to continue to raise awareness and do right by our clients and continue to grow as, as we have. So that's it. All right, fair enough. And with that, we will wrap up this edition of Management Decisions and our peek into Lexion Capital, again, a wealth management firm that's a little bit unique when you look around Wall Street. We've been speaking with the CEO and founding partner, L. Kaplan. L, thanks again for sharing your insights with us. We do appreciate it. You're very welcome. Take care. Goodbye. And as always, for those listening, let us know what you're interested in. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com and we can all learn more about that topic or company that you are interested in. Once again, thanks for listening to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.